At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everyone, Matt Straub welcoming you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. This is your Week 9 Wednesday Whip Around Edition. As always, we have a lot to hit on this episode. We're going to talk to Tommy Beer to hand out some just past the quarter of the season fantasy awards. Ryan Knauss will be here. We're going to talk about some injury-prone players and particularly some injury-prone point guards and what to make of their value. And as always, Dr. A will be here to close things out. Let's get started, though, with Tommy Beer. Tommy, uh, what's going on? I never know what to ask here. What's happening? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I decided to do a little bit of fantasy awards discussion. I figure we're a quarter of the way through the season. Um, Everybody loves a good list around Christmas. So I figured uh, I'd uh, discuss a little bit of uh, fantasy hardware um, see who, uh, you know, over the first 25 games or so, who's, uh, you know, fantasy MVP, biggest bust, biggest surprise, waiver wire pickup of the season, some of, some of those categories I think I'll be uh, writing about uh, for tomorrow's column. Nice. And so uh, when you look at fantasy MVP, let's start there. How do you evaluate that? Do you evaluate that based on where you picked them or do you evaluate that just based on who you you think is legitimate. Yeah, I go with just strictly most valuable player. You know, I figure because we're talking about biggest surprise and waiver wire pickup, we'll get to some of the other really guys that provide tremendous value um, based on their ADP versus their, you know, current rank um, for MVP. For me, this is like one of the, I, all the other ones are going to be difficult and I'll, yeah. you know, include some honorable mentions, but I just, you know, Harden has been so dominant, you know, in so many categories, you know, just obviously he's putting up great numbers, but it's the distance between himself and the other guys in the league. Um, that's so dramatic that I think it just, you know, um, you know, eight points more than, than Giannis in terms of points, you know, 10 points more than the third place scorer, uh, in Luca. And if you have a, if you drafted Harden, um, unfortunately I don't have him on any of my teams. If you drafted Harden, it's such a huge advantage because it allows you to trade away, you know, your second leading scorer because Harden is, is worth like three or four, yeah. you know, mid tier scores in terms of value. Um, but I think it's just kind of an easy decision with Harden as the MVP. Yeah, it's outrageous. We we don't need to dwell on Harden too long, but I will say I know you're a, a fan of like, you know, historical numbers. I, I yeah. looked this up a few weeks ago. I'm pretty sure if this scoring average holds, it will be the highest since Chamberlain, I think. Is yes, that... yeah, yeah. Um, MJ had 37, you know, his third year in the league. Um, but yeah, we've just never seen a guy in the, in the high 30s, 40 points a night. It, it really is remarkable. If you look at um, the number fifty point games. I mean, he's more likely to have a fifty point game than a than a than a game with less than twenty five points over the last two seasons. You know, it's just it's it's the number three pointer again. Obviously, the three pointers he hits is is of tremendous value. You know, from nineteen eighty through two thousand ten, there hadn't been a single game where a guy scored fifty points and hit ten three pointers in a game. James Harden did that twice last week. Um, <laughs> 
you know, uh, um, the the free throw percentage. He's not only a, a very, you know, I think he's eighty nine, almost ninety yeah. percent free throw shooter, but he gets a line a ton of, uh, you know, a ton of attempts per game uh, on a, on a typical night that really boosts your your average. I mean, he just provides you with such a cushion in so in in, in three key categories. Not to mention the guy's averaging seven assists, six rebounds, a few steals. Um, you know, he's just really just been a fantasy monster and this season. Does it all while being borderline unwatchable. I don't yeah, know what yeah, your feelings yeah. are. I guess that that's that's a little discussion in the eye of beholder. Yeah, but you yeah. know, obviously Giannis has been great, but he's a you know he can cripple you in free throw percentage, and you know, and, and some and obviously plenty of a cat's been solid, but he just nobody really touches hard in terms of his all around production. Yeah, sure. So let's hit a couple of other uh, of your other uh, choice here. What do you got? Yeah, so uh, you know, in terms of biggest bust, I, I, I listed you know j- just this morning. I kind of ran through some names. Um, Steph Curry, you know, obviously that's a major bust. I have him in a couple leagues. Yeah, that one um, hurts. I, I don't. I feel it's a little bit tough to to ding a guy for for an injury based on their play. Jokic was in the conversation as of a couple weeks ago. Thankfully, he's on the rebound. Um, some other guys: Miles Turner, mm-hmm. Mitchell Robinson, Otto Porter, Mike Connolly, Blake yeah. Griffin, Laurie Markkinen. Uh, Shake Gilders Alexander's really slowed down over the last month. Julius Randle's been a dud. These are all guys that we spent, you know, high mid round picks on that just really haven't um, provided the value. I think what I'll probably do, um, I haven't decided yet, but what I'll probably do is make it a co award winners and give it to DeAndre Ayton and John Collins. Oh uh, wow! Losing guys, you know, two second third round picks for twenty five games, um, getting popped for for PEDs really really hurts uh, those owners that roll the dice on those dudes. So. It's uh, it's to this point because I think when the season is all said and done, people are going to have kind of almost forgotten about those suspensions. Is my yeah. guess. Yes. Within. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we can talk. You know, that's why probably the end of the year, maybe we have a different view on it. Assuming Curry and Collins bounce back with with solid, you know, remainder of the seasons. But um, at this point, um, you know, top twenty, top thirty, you know, thirty overall picks to lose those guys for the majority of the season really is crippling. Yeah. True. Although with Conley, you could argue you might have been better off with an empty lineup spot than starting <laughs> a, Conley this whole time. A, that's a valid point. Um, you know, you could, you know, you could, and then you've been able to I, uh, injured list him for for the last few games. But um, that's that's certainly uh, something you can make an argument for as well. All right, so you had one or two other uh, awards you were going to look at here. Yeah, um, a waiver wire pickup of the season. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I think Marcus Morris uh, was available via the waiver wire in, in, a, in a bunch of leagues. Uh, this is a kind of a tricky category because, you know, in deeper leagues, obviously, guys like Bertans and Holmes were probably drafted, obviously, in the later rounds, you know, after 100, after 125. But I think a guy that was kind of universally went undrafted, not universally, but in the vast majority of certainly all 10 team leagues, all 12 team leagues, probably in a bunch of 16 team leagues was Devontae Graham down in Charlotte. Yeah. Um, you know, he's just kind of an afterthought on draft day and he has been absolutely phenomenal you know he had a hot first week you know he'll cool down scoop him up certainly but he'll you know he'll eventually kind of cool off two weeks later three weeks later a month later we're two months into the season now and this guy's putting up numbers um you know Kemba Walker type numbers uh, in Charlotte that are that are re- it's really startling the fact that he hasn't slowed down yeah, he's putting up Kemba Walker numbers before Kemba Walker became a reliable shooter <laughs> yes yep you know I mean that's literally the only kind of ding on Graham's stat line, I think, is the 40% shooting. But otherwise, right. otherwise, yeah, he's phenomenal. And I'm truly speaking out of jealousy and bitterness that I didn't get him anywhere. <laughs> the same. Exa- exactly. I'm, I'm in the same boat. 
But uh, yeah, those other guys are in the, will be in contention for um, you know biggest surprise. I, I think I'm, I'm I'm leaning towards Luca. You know, even though he was a top ten or top fifteen overall pick, I've still been alarmed by just how productive he's been, the free throw shooting, etc. So it's I'm not sure if he deserves the award because he hasn't really outproduced his ADP that dramatically. Other guys: Hassan Whiteside, Fred VanVleet. Jonathan Isaac, Brandon Ingram, Rashawn Holmes, Andrew Wiggins, Bertans, Mook Morris, Jalen Brown, Didwitty, Norman Powell's been really great of late. So those are some of the guys in contention. What would you think? Do you think it's obviously it's all, you know, on how you want to classify, quote unquote, biggest surprise. But um, any of those guys jump out at you? Would you lean Luca? Would you lean somebody else? Ingram is pretty mind blowing for me. Yeah. Um, he went from I'm, I'm double-checking what he was in nine-category leagues last year. I mean, he was two around 225th in nine-category yeah. leagues last year. Like He was not a guy I was drafting anywhere because, you know, I just thought he was a liability in a couple of categories, including free throw percentage. But, man, this is a reminder that sometimes we can write off a guy who – how old is he? Uh, I know, 22, 23. Yeah, I mean, we can, we can write off guys too early. Yeah, he's 22. And showing – Truly no signs of slowing down except for in defensive stats a little bit, but that's just nitpicking. So for me, he's been an unbelievably pleasant surprise. Wiggins too, but I remain a tiny bit of a Wiggins skeptic. The same. In in terms of fantasy especially. He's still playing well, and I think that's great. So maybe he really has. Again, he's only 24. So with each passing day, I think I probably become a little more of a believer in Wiggins as well. But I, I'm still hanging on to a, a, sh- a scrap of doubt on him. Yeah, I think the thing with Wiggins uh, that's really important to note is that he's kind of changed his shot profile. He's kind of abandoned those inefficient mid-range jumpers mm-hmm. and he's taken more threes and, and uh, shots in, in the, um, you know, by the rim in the paint. Uh, so I think that's really helped his efficiency. I agree. I think there's a little bit of regression to the mean coming um, on, on Wiggins. But, you know, I, I thought that going into the season two, so we'll see if he can, can keep it up. Yeah, and also who is Wiggins as a free throw shooter? In November, he shot 64.5%. In December so far, he's at 88.6%. So... Which guy is it is also a big part of this fantasy value. Yep. Uh, cool. Was, were there any others on that list before we get out of here? Yeah, I'm. You know, I'll round it out with kind of a first team all fantasy, second team all fantasy, probably maybe a comeback bounce back play of the year. You know, like Will Barton, Evan Fournier type dude. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, and then obviously rookie of the year. I, I think John Moran's probably the consensus pick there, but um, Brandon Clark's been really good, and um, you know Hunter's been better than advertised. R.J. Barrett's put up some decent numbers, uh, but I still think I'd lean towards Ja. Yeah, and Ja is, is starting to creep toward early round value when he's on the court. Yep. So, yeah, exciting times. All right, so that'll be out on Roto World on Wednesday. Yep. All right, if you want to follow on Tommy on Twitter, it is at Tommy Beer. Tommy, thanks for stopping by. Much appreciated. Thanks for having me, man. All right, man. See ya. Before we get to Ryan, I wanted to take a second to talk to you about the Roto World football podcast. Roto World, of course, is one of the biggest NFL news sites on the web. And the podcast gives the writers a platform to really take a comprehensive look at the league's rosters and the weekly matchups. And obviously, so much NFL analysis comes from former coaches, former players. Roto World Football has neither one, just a group that watches far too much football from their desks and obsesses over every detail. If you miss a game on Sunday, the, the Monday podcast is the ideal way to catch up. They review every single game and moment from the NFL weekend by the writers who sat down to cover each game. The rest of the week, they're going to focus on game previews, the news change in the NFL landscape, and setting your perfect lineup for the fantasy playoffs. 
New episodes drop on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you might be listening right now. Check out the Roto World Football Podcast. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm recording you. Let's just hope. that's That number looks like it's going up. It's a little blurry. Okay. I'm uh, I'm here now with Ryan Knaus. Ryan, we're trying something a little different today. I've been to the eye doctor since I spoke with Tommy this morning. I can't really see anything, but I, I think everything's recording. I, it may be hard for me to actually see numbers when we're talking, so I'm going to be kind of uh, closing my eyes and using the force on this one. <laughs> All right, it's sort of a concerning opening. You can't see anything after being at the eye doctor. Is that what, hopefully it's just pupil dilation? No, no, just a, just a standard dilation. Okay. Yeah, I didn't have any controversial uh, eye procedures. <laughs> Good news. Well, I look forward to you reciting many stats from from pure memory. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, what's uh, what's up? Well, I'll, I'll give you one. So I know that you're you're a Chris Paul owner, right? I am not. Oh, really? I thought you were in a couple leagues. I drafted him several places last year. Yes. I, okay. I think that's what I'm what I'm referring to, and also that we had discussed earlier this season. Like, you know what you're going to get from Paul as long as he's getting minutes and playing. We weren't concerned about him. Right. I also don't have him anywhere. Um, but but as someone, if you did own him, say. Are you believing in his recent spike in production? I mean, he just went off for 30-10-8 on Monday. Six threes. He had a fourth-quarter eruption, led his team to the win. Um, He's playing almost 34 minutes in December. And don't look now, Matt, but the Thunder are a playoff team currently. They are the number eight seed, uh, 12-14 record. They're only three games out of number six. So does any of this sway you? Would you be be buying it? I mean, I think that Chris Paul is a pretty compelling character in fantasy leagues. I... Again, my eyes aren't working super well, but I did just look on Basketball Monster. I believe he's now inside the top 20 for the season, possibly like 15th if you don't include DeAndre Ayton in nine category leagues. Am I buying it? Yeah, I'm absolutely buying it. But it's like Chris Paul and fantasy comes with like terms and conditions, right? I mean, it's kind of like the circumstances matter so much with him. And I guess they matter with everybody, but, but more so than a lot of players, the circumstances are just massively important for Chris Paul. You know, yeah. the team, which is, which yeah. is why the, this kind of intrigues me that they're on pace to be a playoff team now. Also, a, re, a, a report came out recently that said CP3 does not expect to go anywhere this year. So I guess there's a couple scenarios. Which one do you think is more likely? A, the Thunder stay on pace for the postseason and Paul plays into April. Or B, the Blazers, Wolves, or and or Spurs get their act together. OKC's nowhere near the playoff picture come mid-March, and he's an easy shutdown guy. Or do you not care as a Paul owner, and you just kind of ride it out and see what happens? I would honestly say, I, I thought coming to the season that the Thunder were going to be better than people thought. And so I, I think I'm more of a believer in the Paul stays on the court reality. I think my bigger okay. concern than, than anything else, honestly, is just like him yanking a hamstring one of these days. You know? Yeah, that's a fair point. So, like, yeah. I, I think I'm probably more worried about that than anything else. Is the random Chris Paul hamstring injury? Because he he still hasn't sat out a game yet, right? Like, he has not been he has not been load managed no, he's, yet. He's been perfectly healthy, and I guess you could make we could basically just redub this with Danilo Gallinari, and it would be the same exact <laughs> conversation. <laughs> that would be really an interesting experiment. I don't think I'm. Well, you just say Danilo Gallinari just in case I want to do that. Danilo Gallinari. Danilo Gallinari. Okay, well, now we've both said it, and then uh, 
I can try yeah, that. See later. if that works. Okay. I'll, I'll, yeah, we'll see how that comes out. I'm having sympathy pains for you, by the way, um, with the, with the vision issues. When I set up the the Roto World Live League that we did, or Live Draft rather, I I had just come out of the doctor with the same situation, and I'm staring at my phone trying to pick out different settings, and I'm like, I think I'm doing this right, but it's just click and pray. Yeah, I I when I was texting you today to confirm the time, I I was like, I think I wrote the right time. I actually don't know. <laughs> just <laughs> you yeah. Did. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah, so Gallinari too. Uh, I think I feel the same way. I don't have major. I don't have like big Oklahoma City shutdown concerns so much as I do injury concerns for Chris Paul. And I think if you have him in fantasy, I really don't think there's a lot for you to do other than yeah. Because who in their right mind is going to give you like a younger top twenty-five guy for Chris no, Paul? Jonathan Isaac is not coming back to you for Chris Paul. No, I'm not giving you Nikola Vucevic. Uh, I mean, no. I'm not Pascal Siakam. No. Yeah, I mean, Every, everyone's afraid of injuries. Everyone's and some people are more afraid of shutdown than other. But it's a very real concern. Right. So, yeah, I, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to get that value back. No, you're not. So I think you're stuck with him for better or for worse. And right now that looks like a good thing, and and therefore, uh, yeah, good news. Well, congrats to those unlike Matt and I who actually uh, took the plunge and drafted him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, speaking of older point guards. Are you, well, I should say, why are you not adding Isaiah Thomas? Because we're in the Yahoo Friends and Family League where I just added him this morning. Uh, I think moments or hours after you had added his teammate, Troy Brown. I'm playing you in that league, by the way, next week. So I are you? All the, info, all the info I can get. That uh, that league has, that league and that team have been a little bit of a disaster for me. But you and I are both doormats in that league, by the way. Yeah. It's, oh, my team is. It's really hard the setup of that league actually makes it really challenging because you cannot make pickups on Monday for Monday. So yeah, I don't know if you... We- weekly lineups, we should say. Weekly lineups, and you cannot make a move on Monday for for that week. So yeah. I have found myself multiple weeks where I'm like, uh-oh, so-and-so is hurt because I do all this on Monday. And I've had to get in the habit of like looking ahead on Sunday to make sure my lineup is set for Monday, and that is challenging. Yeah, I'm the same way. And I work all day Sunday, so I don't it's very hard for me to actually get in and, and dive in and Yeah. Also I've had some some bad luck with injuries. I've I drafted Zion and obviously that hasn't panned out, so Yeah. Um, but so anyway, as, it'll it'll be a battle of afterthoughts next week <laughs> between you and I. As and you and I battled in the Roto World League uh where we are I think we were both middle of the pack before that and you you uh, soundly walloped me. I, my last week before Vooch came back, I, actually my team is starting to play pretty well. But uh, yeah, as for Isaiah Thomas, who I think you asked me about, I ha- I drafted him in one league and I traded him away because I was concerned he was going to get hurt. He did get hurt. I just don't have a lot of faith he's going to stay healthy. So yeah, no, nor should you. But I mean, it's another guy. Like who's who's going to take him? from you in a trade i traded him for darius garland just thinking i was just gonna ask who did you get yeah i got darius garland and it was kind of a long-term move and darius garland yeah. did have a good game on monday night maybe his best game of the season right. i still think it's a long season and garland has a chance to be a breakout guy so that's the kind of thing i would do with thomas i think that's really the only kind of move you can make to trade him i think right yeah i just picked him up in the hopes that i you know if he stays healthy great i play him they have no offense. I mean, especially if Rui Hachimura misses time, Thomas Bryant's already out. It's Bradley Beal, and then IT is their second option. Well, so, so yeah. I figured. We've been talking about um, injury 
injury-prone or injury-risk point guard. So I will throw the name Derek Rose back at you. What are your thoughts on the, the Rose renaissance that we've been seeing? Well, I've never liked Derrick Rose in fantasy. I've uh, perennially warned owners away from him, and that's not going to change. I think uh, it's great to see him playing well. I'm not like a I'm not a hater. I don't want to see him fail or get hurt. But I just we've seen it too often, and it's he's already new... had a had an injury this year. Yeah, I'm I'm not going there. It's a new uh, it's a new Derrick Rose, Ryan. If you say so. <laughs> All right, so now I'm just going to... Plus, the Pistons are terrible. Okay, I'm just going to throw this at you, though. All right, the last month, okay? Derek Rose, I think I can see. Well, he's right around top 100, and his percentages aren't bad, and he doesn't really turn it over. You know, points, assists, threes, percentages. I I just think he's he's serviceable. If this is the renaissance you're talking about, where where he's healthy and barely top 100... (laughs) Um, yeah, you could see why I'm not the, not all that excited. But okay, so let me. You're really just you making, want me to like Derrick Rose? It's not gonna happen. I okay. Well, he's played pretty well lately. He's had some big stat lines, and he has, yeah. And uh, I, I just think he's he's decently. He's he's not like a, he's he's fine. He's fine. I, and yeah, I think that's, that's but as but far I mean, as I would go. Yeah, but I mean, it's just an interesting evolution of his career. I guess is my point, like because he was. He was obviously kind of a polarizing fantasy star for a while there, maybe a little overrated in fantasy. Then he was pretty much off the map forever when he couldn't stay healthy. Now he's reasonably healthy and reasonably productive, and he's kind of settled into like a top 100-ish. Six-man role. Yeah. It's just, you know. Okay. That's all. And listen, the, on the, from a narrative point of view, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm on board. There's also – okay. Yeah. I'm, I clearly am not going to sway you here. Everyone else, Derek Rose, top 100. Very good. What do, what do you have, Ryan? What Anyone else you want to um, talk about? Yeah. So, well, here's a question I had because a thought occurred to me. So there's so many guys popping up like Dante DiVincenzo, Bruce Brown, even Rose's teammate, uh, short-term value with with Blake and, and Drummond out. You got DeLon Wright and Jalen Brunson popping up with Dante Hurt. Frank Kaminsky was good until Aiton returned. Um, you know, to some extent, Mo Wagner got, well, if he were healthy, gets a boost with Thomas Bryant out. So this is all short-term opportunity but it's not like streaming right it's like so it emphasizes that you need to be flexible and pick up guys like this because they can help you very much in the short term but it's not a daily streaming it's more like one to three weeks Uh at a time so do we need a new term for this if it's not streaming it's uh it's uh, rivering is it rivering rivering is what i I was actually thinking so so i guess your main team would be like the ocean uh-huh. and you just need tri- tributaries to feed into it right it could be streams could be rivers could be but I, I you know what i mean it's a medium term streaming sort of I'm, process i think we, we can call it rivering yeah i don't think we overthink it you you're rivering yeah. you're gonna river jalen brunson uh for I'm the next riv- couple yeah, weeks I'm, I'm rivering i might river bruce brown if blake if blake griffin's ruled out for a while yeah i mean honestly it's interesting i, I like the term and i'm not i'm not too big into rivering um I, I I really want would rather just take a shot on someone who I would like to river with the potential for ocean. Does that make sense? So yes, I'm rivering. Yeah, I've been rivering Norm Powell in the Roto World League. I feel like Norm has a chance to uh, to swim all the way into the ocean here, even yes, even once Fred Van Vliet <laughs> is back. I you know 
Yes, Van Vliet's yeah. back. Maybe Norm loses enough of his value that I will drop him, but he's got a chance. He's playing well enough, and he's carving out enough of a role that I could see it. I can't see it with I Bruce Brown. I would in that category as yes. well. Yes, So River, Rivering with a chance of, of making ocean, it to the ocean. Of ocean. So, like, yeah, Bruce Brown, no. Jalen Brunson, no. no. Now, are those Frank good? Kaminsky, no. No. Are those good pickups? Well, yeah, yeah, but just know what you're doing, and if you have a an ocean guy sitting out there, pick the ocean guy first. I like it. I like I like how quickly we adopted these terms. Yeah. And now they are going to stick. Don't you don't you worry about that. Uh man, we really accomplished something here today. Yeah, that was good. Wow. All right. That's that was, I would love to close on that. I I think we got to. Uh all right. <laughs> if you want to follow him on Twitter, it is at Knaus underscore RW. I think he doesn't tweet often, but when he does, he's usually um harassing me about not having tweeted out the link to this podcast look forward to doing that again (laughs) all right thanks ryan bye we are on with dr a to bring us home here steve what's up the closer in the house the the closer yeah i i thought that when i said that like your music would play and then the bullpen gate would open i didn't even have to call you the closer you know what i mean you know when the closer's coming in i wonder what song i would close to that's a really it's a really important question. <laughs> I, I might have to think about that for a second. Um, Thought yeah. words by pavement would. Uh, oh, okay. Possibly. You didn't think about it for very long. <laughs> have to be the one where um, have to be one that no one would possibly know. But uh, Matt, uh, yesterday my wife was playing against Alvin Kamara in fantasy football against the number one seed in our league, and Alvin Kamara did not do anything against the Colts, and she held on for the upset after taking out her own 12-year-old son last week. Uh, wow. Meanwhile, I took out the number two seed on Sunday, and my wife and I are now facing each other in the final championship game this weekend, which means all the money we pay first and second place, it's all coming to our house. Wow, this is like MacArthur versus MacArthur in the league, huh? Yeah, and, wow. and the way Jenny versus the w- Kevin. The way that works is she gets all the money anyway. So we just went ahead and presented it to her today. Actually, it wasn't we. It was the commissioner or the uh, the treasurer of the league showed up at her office and st- stripped off his suit. And he was wearing a sports bra and a pink sash and gave her the money. And it was a big it was a big production. And the video wow. of that uh, monumental epic moment i guess it, even though it's not that epic uh is on my twitter feed if anybody wants a cheap laugh wow so wait just one quick point of clarification so were you to win the league you would just hand over the pile of cash to the wife is that what you're saying yeah i mean it's it's i mean we both work we both have jobs we the, the money all goes into and comes out of the same place Gotcha. So even so, it wasn't. Yeah. Even if I win, I think I'm favored by like 27 in the final game already, and I don't know if she's going to be able to to do much to change that. She could still win, obviously, but uh, right. Yeah. Either either way, she probably gets the money. I didn't know if this is a situation where you couldn't be trusted with the money, like you're headed straight to Vegas if you get a pile of cash. Well, and it has I mean, to be given that's to your part wife. of it too. Of course, <laughs> I, she does not. She does not allow me. To leave the house with more than like eighteen dollars in my pocket. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's smart. You come home with like six chicken sandwiches. <laughs> so, uh, what's up? Any any basketball uh, related thoughts today? Oh, is that what we're talking about? It's it's football season. This is important too. As of Wednesday, when people are listening to this, we will know 
just how angry and how big of a chip on his shoulder DeAndre Ayton had after his huge suspension because he is going to play on Tuesday. And I, for somebody who drafted him in way too many leagues, am fired up about it. Sure. It's been a rough, rough stretch for Ayton. People who drafted Ayton, people who drafted John Collins. He'll be, he should be back early next week. So, yeah, it's exciting. I drafted Ayton in the 30-deep league, the 30-team league we play in, which is bad for your team when that happens. It'd be interesting to see, like, how you know what kind of minutes did he play, uh, et cetera, after that long layoff. But, yeah, and, and, like, also my big thing is he blocked four shots in his one game this year, and that, that's a big question. Like, is Aiton, can Aiton be, you know, a two blocks per game guy in fantasy, or is he just going to be around one block per game as he was as a rookie? Who is he as a fantasy option? We're going to find out really soon. I feel like we need Charles Barkley and Shaq to just go on TNT and lay into DeAndre Ayton. Like, dude, you, you're you're not as dominant every night as you should be. You need to be better and, and just get him <laughs> fired up like they did with uh, Joel Embiid because that obviously worked miracles for Embiid. Uh, I, what I'm really curious to see, though, is like what happens to Frank the Tank what happens uh-huh. to Aaron Baines and what happens to Dario Sarge? I think Dario is probably the safest yeah. guy out of yeah. that group. I think Kaminsky and Baines are both both in danger. Kaminsky's been playing well. It's kind of sad yeah. that it's going to probably come to a to an end. And I think that uh, Aaron Baines has been he was playing so well, then he got hurt, and he's he's just kind of been uh, in and out a little bit. And the timing of this for Aaron Baines is, is pretty bad. I'm, I'm not optimistic about his outlook. Yeah. I would say to Kaminsky and Baines, it's been fun. (laughs) (laughs) That would be my, yeah, it's been real. Yeah. I would not anticipate either guy having a lot of fantasy value once Aiden is up and running. And we can probably add Jabari Parker to that list. Cause like you said, John Collins is three games away. Well, actually by the time this airs Wednesday, he's only got two more games. He has to sit out. I think he's going to come back healthy and fired up, and it's going to hurt Jabari Parker, obviously. I think Parker, though, has done enough for the Hawks early in the season that, that I still think he's going to find a way to see you know 25 minutes. And, and 25 sounds, sounds totally right. Probably yeah. hold a little bit of value. Like I'm, not just, I'm just not automatically dropping Jabari Parker, but uh, he's going to take a hit. And as I said in, a, in the Bilo Saul High column I posted on Tuesday, his November numbers were much better than his December numbers. So Parker's already trending down, which is not a good thing when no. uh, John Collins is on the verge of coming back and going beast mode. Yeah, Parker came out after the Collins suspension like he was shot out of a cannon. He has lost a little bit of steam from that. I mean, he still looks, he still has been useful. But yeah, it's maybe not over to the extent that I think it's over for Baines and Kaminsky, but. Parker in 25 minutes, I think, is going to be really hit or miss probably off that Hawks bench, most likely. Yeah, and I think so, too. And Kevin Herter's back. He's he's on, on full minutes uh, last night, so he's probably going to do do something nice. And uh, Yeah, and, and Cam Reddish is going to keep playing, I think. Cam Reddish um, is going to play. Well. So, yeah. yeah, it's going to be tough for Parker to, to do what he was doing before. So, so you're not dropping Parker yet, but I don't think – it would be crazy to proactively drop Parker if there are good free agents on your waiver wire. Yeah, I don't own Parker, actually. But if I did, I think I, I think I could live with cutting him. And just like I own Paul Millsap, but I, I'm not really sure why. Um, <laughs> so I kind of want to cut uh, 
Paul Millsap. But then one of my readers pointed out to me that I think Millsap plays on like the 22nd, the 24th. He plays around Christmas. The Nuggets play a couple nights uh, right around Christmas where not very many teams play, and, and he might be worth holding on until we get past Christmas. Yeah, I mean, he's still been pretty good even with this recent turbulence, you know, like when he's getting his full minutes or enough minutes, he's still getting you some steals, some blocks, some threes. You know, he's got good percentages, some points and boards. Like he's still useful, but it definitely has been really frustrating lately. And I can understand why you're reaching that point where it's like, don't want to keep him around. Yeah, and moving on to the Wizards with, with Isaiah Thomas coming back and really having his best game of the season, a lot of me wants to just cut Ish Smith where I've got him. But then part of me is like, man, Isaiah Thomas is going to be hurt again in three days. So do I do I want to just wait and see what happens, or do I? And, and you know, I've got Isaiah Thomas on an IL. Do I need to cut somebody I like to to get him in there? It feels Ooh. like I should, but I just don't trust Isaiah Thomas at all. Who are we talking about potentially cutting to, uh, I'd have to, to activate? It. Who did I? Who did I cut? I think I. I think I. Oh, I cut Ish Smith. I activated Isaiah oh, okay. and cut Ish Smith. That's logical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Isaiah's last two games spread out by almost two weeks uh, have been <laughs> tw- over over 20 points, his only two games of over 20 this season. So it's never been that he didn't look good uh, when on the court. It's just hard to expect him to be there for you at the end of the season when you need him. But that's okay, I suppose. Yeah, and one of the, one of the things I said in, in my buy low so high was, you know, you can show me all the stats – of any player that you want to, but if they tend to miss games and tend to be injured and I'm not certain whether they're going to play tomorrow or the next day or the next day, that's a much bigger factor for me than what kind of numbers they put up. And that's Isaiah Thomas in a nutshell. I mean, he's so hard to trust. Any other uh, names you want to hit before we get out of here? Um, Shay, Gilgis Alexander scored in single digits for the first time this entire season on Monday. Um, I think it's a good time to go out and look at getting him. In the same game, Chris Paul went nuts. Hit 9 out of 12 shots, had 30, 10, and 8. Almost had a triple-double. He's playing out of his mind right now. I mean, to me, this is the ultimate sell-high moment on Chris Paul. Like, his value's not going to be higher this season. Eventually, I think the Thunder's going to start losing games and fall out of the playoff race. SGA is going to climb, and I think Paul's going to start missing games. I, I just think now he's basically a top 15 fantasy player. If you can get somebody else who's in the top 15 in return for Chris Paul, that would be pretty amazing. Like, I, I, How about offering Chris Paul and another good player uh, for Luka Doncic while Luka's out for two weeks? I mean, it's worth a try. It's funny that you bring up Chris Paul because Ryan and I talked about him before and how we think uh, you might just be stuck with Chris Paul. But I do like that you're thinking proactively and trying to make something happen. I thought you were going to say, how about Chris Paul for John Collins? (laughs) Yeah, how about that? Yeah, I would trade Chris Paul for anyone, probably anyone younger, more durable in the top 30 range. I'd be thrilled. Well, And the thing is, there's a lot of guys that play fantasy hoops who are not fully invested um, and study what goes on every night like we do. And I mean, if you can find that guy and be like, Hey, look at, look at basketball monster. Chris Paul's number 14 overall. He had 30, right. 10 and eight in his last game. He's, he's going crazy. The thunder hasn't missed a game yet. 
The Thunder are the number eight seed in the West, so they're going to keep fighting for the playoffs. Like, Chris Paul's a, a good buy right now, and, you know, I'll give him to you for John Collins, who had he's only played one game or two, you know, three games this year. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I don't think Chris Paul is untradeable by any stretch. I think he, I think in our leagues uh, where we're playing with industry people, he's going to be real hard to move. Sort of like, sort of like our friend Jared constantly trying to move Draymond Green uh, right. every day. Right. Uh, it's like his full time job is trying to trade Draymond Green. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's succeeded yet. No, he's actually quit at Roto World. He's not working at Roto World anymore. He's just trying to trade Draymond Green. That's he's updated his LinkedIn and everything. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I like the optimism on Chris Paul. I think if you're stuck with him, it's not necessarily the worst thing in the world. Um, it definitely could go off the rails for you. But yeah, why not try? I mean, another name I'm just looking at. Like, what if you what if you could get Clint Capella for Chris Paul? Clint Capella ranked in the 20s. Chris Paul ranked in the teens. Done. Probably not, but I think there there have been way crazier trade offers made. And yeah, and uh, again, dude, I, I I think we look at things because I you know I play with guys who play in leagues where it's just them and their buddies, and they're like, yeah, I just I just picked up this guy off waivers. I'm like, what? He, what was he doing available in your league? He's like, oh, you know, I, I remember last year I was like, oh, dude, you should draft uh josh richardson oh he, he won't get drafted i'll just pick him up off waivers later <laughs> yeah so i mean every league is different and um there are leagues where chris paul is is sought after especially the tear he's been on i mean his numbers have been sick um yeah like 17 5 and 8 in, in december so yeah and i think the thing to do is don't try to trade him for an upgrade at guard right don't try to trade him for like a similar position try to trade his assists and steals and threes to someone who needs them for some rebounds and blocks like a guy like capella, capella. would be yeah, just one one option that i mentioned because because then you're not making it look like you're just desperately trying to get rid of chris paul you're making it look like hey your team needs assists and steals and threes i need some rebounds and blocks you know what i'm saying yeah yeah uh, if you just if you try to trade chris paul for you know package him up for you know Kemba Walker or something. The, the person is gonna, their radar is gonna go off. Like, wait, what? Yeah, well, what are you trying to pull here? <laughs> so, yeah, it might go off. I mean, again, people who this is their first or second year playing, they may be like, ooh, I like that. Yeah, I know the name. I know the name Chris Paul. Let's do it. There's no harm in trying. I've got yeah. two quick things, and then we'll we'll get out of here. Uh, okay. One, uh, I mentioned some stashes in the buy low so high. I think Christian Wood, Larry Nance, and Kevin Porter Jr. for the Cavs are all guys that if you've got a good team and you want to stash someone for the second half, all three of those guys should be fun. I mean, I think Blake Griffin is literally on his last legs. I think he's a full-blown shutdown candidate if we've seen one. Kevin Love's going to get traded, which would free up Nance. The Blake Griffin thing would totally impact Christian Wood, who's per per minutes numbers are off the charts and then kevin porter jr is already doing some things for cleveland that are intriguing and uh it's only a matter of time before they they start giving that kid the ball a lot i like it i like all of those and then the last thing i've got matt is dan will dan will house our guy he's losing a little steam been, is that what you were gonna say he's been awful he's been awful but here's my thing I mean, I am really trying to be patient in the leagues where I have him because it wasn't that long ago that he was good, and he's still playing a lot of minutes. I mean, he's still getting 30 minutes a game in December. I think the Ben McLemore emergence is actually hurting him, but 
I'm staying the course on Danuel for uh, another week or two. Yeah, and w- what I said was um, I don't even know if he's worthy of buy low status because he, he's probably on your waiver wire at this point uh, because he's really been struggling. But he's on he's locked in as a starting forward for the Rockets. His six-game streak that he went on uh, in October and November was, was awesome. I think his highs were 17 points. He had a six-steal game. He had a three-block game. He had a five-three-pointer game. And, you know, he's getting healthy right now. He's in a slump. He, he hasn't looked good lately. But, you know, my advice on Daniel House, I'm with you. I think he's, I think he's going to have a big second half. And I think Macklemore is so streaky that House is going to win that war in the end. Yeah, I mean, I'll start worrying when House's minutes take a major hit, but that hasn't happened yet, so... Me too. All right. If you want to follow Steve on Twitter, and if you want to see that video that he mentioned of his wife receiving uh, some of cash in somewhat bizarre fashion, I was trying to paint a picture in my mind. (laughs) It's Doctora, Dr. A, D-O-C-K-T-O-R-A on Twitter. Steve, thank you. All right. Have a good one. All right. That is about it for us. Thanks to Tommy Beer, Ryan Knauss, and Dr. A for joining me. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. Mike Gallagher's back on Friday. We're back on Monday. Full week of episodes ahead. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We will talk to you soon. Whatever job you need to do out there, grab the right tool to get it done. The new F-150 with an available hybrid engine and up to 7.2 kilowatts of pro power on board to power things on the go. It's not a tool you'll hang in a tool shed, but you can certainly use it to build one. The new 2024 Ford F-150. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024. Optional features the owner's manual for important operating instructions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.